So today I'm teaching on agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Agreeing with the Holy Spirit. And turn in your Bibles to St. John 14 and verse 26. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, That's and that, the life. Excuse me. Is that um, St. John 14, 26? That's all right. No, nobody perfect. We are living in the flesh. We serve a perfect God. We have a perfect spirit dwelling in us to protect and teach us and bring our flesh under subjection. But flesh will never be perfect. Flesh will always want to do things contrary to the word of God. So it's not a good guide. It's not a good keeper. <laughs> Let's continue reading that. 26. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Agreeing with the Holy Spirit. Now, how often, how often do we disagree with the Holy Spirit? He was said to comfort us. How often do we complain? How often do we look at the situation? When we started complaining, looking at the situation, we are disagreeing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was sent to do a job. It was sent to teach us. It was sent to protect God's investment, which is God himself dwelling in us. He said, Cousin Jesus said, how big when he come? He's going to teach you. He's going to bring things to your remembrance. When he bring things to your remembrance, what you should do, how you should live, do you disagree with that? When the Holy Spirit said in Galatians uh, 5, 17 and 18, he said, if you, if ye be led by my spirit, by my spirit, I was sent to comfort you. I was sent to teach you. I was sent to guide you. If you be led by my spirit, you will not fulfill the lust that is in your flesh. Flesh is will always have lust. The lust to do wrong, the lust to lie, the lust to criticize, lust to find fault. And someone said, well, that I have all this in my flesh. Then I ask you, why do you repent? If you have no problem with your flesh, why do you ask God to forgive you? You know why? Because there's lust left in your flesh to do lie, to, to sin, to gossip, to criticize, to fall fine. You can go down the line and you know for yourself that you have things in your life that is not pleasing to God, and we, when you yield to these things in your life, you ask God, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you, holy God. Lord, forgive me. Right. Where do you get the sin from? The lust of your flesh. Lord, forgive me for walking out of love. If you didn't have no lust to walk in evil, 
then there'd be no need for the spirit of forgiveness to hang around you. The Bible says if we confess our sins, that God is faithful and just to forgive us. And not only that, his blood that he shed from, uh, in Jesus Christ, that blood, that blood he said will cleanse us. I was awesome. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now you said to me, Dr. Ben, how can blood, the real blood, cleanse us? No, the blood that cleanses us is invested in his word. His word possesses Jesus' blood, Jesus' spirit, Jesus' holiness, Jesus' righteousness. It's all invested in his word. The Bible says that we are cleansed by what? Through his word. So if the word really cleanses me and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses me from all unrighteousness, so that says to me that blood must be invested in the word. Because the Holy Spirit manifests what we believe by his power. That's why it was said. The Holy Spirit created the universe by God's spoken words. But then that same Holy Spirit can change your life by God's spoken word. You are changed by the word. Nothing else can change us. We can get temporarily happy. We can have a temporary change, but in a couple of months, we're back into the same old bad habit. Because a change of life starts in your heart. Salvation started where? If thou shalt believe in what? It didn't say if thou have no faith, right? He said, if thou can believe in your heart. Faith comes from what you believe in your heart. He said salvation is based on what you believe in your heart. And then he said, thou shalt be saved. And notice how it was amazing to me that he said first, since the world is putting so much emphasis on faith, you know God would have said, if thou have faith in your heart. He said, if you can believe, you can believe, you can believe. That's why I, I questioned in my mind to see how some people continue living and doing the same thing over and over and over. Yet they say they are saved. Now I wonder, but did you get saved this by faith, believe, or did you get saved through your heart? Because when you got when salvation comes from your heart, you might not be perfect, but God knows you in your way for changes. When you, you know, you, you, you want to live holy, you want to please God when salvation was taking place, taking place in your heart. But when you just repeat after the preacher, after whatever you got saved, that, wasn't this your lips? Did it just come from your lips and repeating something somebody told you to say? Or did it come from your heart? Your life demonstrated whether it come from your heart or from your lips. The way you live your life, the way you treat your God, the way you reverend your God, the way you have fear and reverence for your God. When you start looking at anything on TV, if you take down and say, going to nightclubs and drinking liquor and all that stuff is okay, uh-uh, you don't have no respect for your God. What's your God? You say to God, this is what you approve of. The Holy Ghost said, no, God is a holy God. Come out from among the 
come and be ye separated, says the Lord of hosts, and I will receive you. Are we really being received by God? He said, come out. Have you came out yet? The Holy Spirit was sent to crucify the flesh, bring it under the word of God. But it always will be flesh. That's why the Bible says, if ye be led by the Spirit, it means the Holy Spirit, ye will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Because the flesh, when he said lust against the spirit, it could always be. You can't pray enough, you can't shout enough, you can't sing enough, it's what it is. And you know it, and I know it. That's why God set up a throne of grace that we can repent. Because flesh sometimes overrules the spirit. He said if you be led by the spirit, the Holy Spirit, well, not all, not all the time we are led by the Holy Spirit. Some of the times we are led by what is in our flesh. Some of the time we are led by evil, lying, complaining, or judging, criticizing. We are not being led by the Spirit. And so the Spirit come against you living holy, you uh, are praying one for each other, and it comes in your flesh, when your flesh want to, I mean, we see a lot that we can gospel about. Let's, let's place it. And to the flesh, that's, that's, that's very pleasing, you know? You know, you feel good talking about people. I got, come on now. Don't we look like you holy out there to me? You know you do. And it feels good complaining. I don't know why this is so good. You know why? It's edified the flesh. And it makes you feel good. See, living holy doesn't necessarily make you feel good. Living holy don't make you feel like this is what I should be doing. But criticizing and fault finding and all the things that the lust of the flesh, you feel good about it because it satisfies the flesh. Anything satisfies the flesh, you feel this is all right, this is okay. Because I feel good going to the nightclub. I feel good playing rock music. I feel good about it. So if I feel good, God should feel good. Okay. And you know, since the last 20 years, we started writing our own Bible. Yeah, we did. Honest to goodness. What used to be a sin, now not a sin anymore to you. But God is a Lord God God. He changes God. When you used to then have party and liquor and all that, now you can have it. What happened? You changed your Bible. That's been your Bible. I don't care who is doing it. Doesn't make it right. See, we seem to tend to think, well, it's legal. I don't care what it's legal. Drink poison since it's so legal. He didn't never say do not drink poison. That's you don't read that in place. Why don't we go to the store and buy poison and drink it? It's legal. You know what you say? I know better. Uh -oh. All right now. <laughs> when the Holy Spirit tells you better, do you listen? Well, someone said, if someone tells you, or oh, go to a down to a drugstore, or go to a way up and buy poison and you drink it, and I guarantee you, you walk by faith. Will you do it? Oh, no. 
But if the Holy Spirit tells you to be ye holy, but God is holy, and God coming back for holy people, will you believe the Holy Spirit? No, no, no. The Holy Spirit sometimes has to allow and permit things to shake you up. To get you, to get your head right. Hello? Amen. Now, this is strictly the Holy Spirit. Ain't none about the baby in this one, but I didn't even, he flagged me for even saying that I, I didn't know I had to think I had to change clothes and I was dressed to come out. Ain't my own old way. But somebody said, uh, Dr. Bailey, we your priest came. What priest came? Are you ready to put the microphone on? What microphone? I said, go call Teresa. I had to make some change. Did I panic? No. You know why? The Holy Spirit knew that I did not know that I had to teach. So I didn't want to see what he was up to. He said, teach on. Maybe disagreeing with the Holy Spirit. We agree sometimes, and sometimes we disagree when we want to do things, we justify ourselves. Like the pastor always said, God the Bible says, he's repeat what the Bible says, man can always justify himself, but if God is a man. In all over the world, people are doing what? Justifying themselves, justifying themselves, justifying themselves, justifying themselves, but God is not convinced. They love for someone to tell them that this is okay. So they feel like if I do it because you said it okay, that God justified it. God said no. You only have this many leaders in hell, you have sinners, believe me. See? But I don't like to go there because I like to stay in my field. I really like to stay in my field, but I'm telling you, well, God have this number. But tell about your soul. I really do. Because hell is not a place that you want to go. And if you do not follow the leading of the Holy Spirit and change the way you live, sad to say a lot of you don't wind up in hell. Coming to church don't make you go to heaven. You come to church because God said, fail not to assemble thyself together. But coming to church is no ticket for you to get into heaven and say, look, I came to church every Sunday. Mm -hmm. Okay, God said, uh, you came, but, but, no change. He says, many in that day are going to say what? Lord, Lord, Lord. And what God said, I will look at you and I will confess to you that I never knew you. That is going to be the most saddest day that in anyone's life to stand before the white throne judgment and the book of life is open and your mind is going to remember everything that I've done that is in this book. It's recording everything. And I'm going to stand before a holy God and be judged. Then same thing. And guess what? That day is coming. Whether you be alive when it comes, but you coming back alive. 
and the dead in Christ to rise first. All the people that died that you can't even find him, God knew where to find them at. He said the sea in the Revelation. He said the sea is going to give up the dead. That all the great, the mighty, they said all are going to stand before the judgment seat of God to be judged for the deeds that are done in your body on the earth. This is your only chance now of getting your life right with God. And changing the way you live. And you have friends, you know they're going to hell, but they come to church. You need to be bold enough to love. Things, if anything in your life that is not pleasing God, I definitely advise you to get your life right with God. Because when you stand before God, that's it. It's over. Crying, belly aching, making promises like you promised God now, and never keep the promise that you make to God, that's going to be over. Which God do something awesome in your life. You promise him I'm going to serve you till I die. But it's only for a season. But you see, when you stand before God, there's no coming back to earth and live to prove to God that you're going to live holy. You have to do your living now. What you're going to do now for God, you have to do it now. But once the, 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 the rapture takes place, and it's over. Now it's judgment time, where to place you. Whether you're going to heaven or hell. All that little fun that you think is fun now, won't be so funny when you stand before God. Amen. All that pleasure that you think and all of the excuses that you make and why you don't tell me that or why you don't do that, oh, one day it's going to be all over. Jesus. I always think about that day. Do you ever think about that day when it will be no more? We're going to stand before God. And the Bible says every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, you're going to stand before God and give him a cup for your life, what you've been doing on earth, and the Holy Spirit knows everything about you. He's going to be a witness against you because he know I have warned them over and over and over and over. I'm convicting them over and over and over. They will change for a mama for a season, but as they go back into that same old way of being a living Yeah. God, I have kept my word. You sent me to comfort them. You sent me to bring things to real remembrance. God, I've done my job and work, but they just wouldn't listen. I showed them things. I'll cause things to come into their lives, but they could change what? Four and four seats. That's going to be a sad day. You need to think about that day. One day, one day, I don't know when, it's going to be all over. The end time. It's over. Now, it's judgment time. We call it the white bone of judgment. You want to stand before God. In the book of life, that means you have your whole history, will be open. See, now you can lie, you can do, you can do all the things, you can blame somebody else for your shortcoming and you all that. It's going to be over. All of the excuses that you make now, they said, God understand and God knew my heart, all that bunch of baloney that you make now. One day it's going to be all over. But God do know your heart. He knows exactly what's in you. Hello. 
Doesn't matter. Talk to the Holy Spirit about this teaching. It's all I have. Hallelujah. Sheila, think about it. Brother, no more going to work. Nah. It's wailing and boiling and hoping that you can make it in. And the Holy Spirit start bringing all your sinful ways while you're standing in that line waiting to be judged. Please fall on us. Kill us. There's no death. Death will be taken out of this world. Yeah. No matter what you do, you cannot die. You can blow your brains out, but guess what? You get up and walk away. That's in the book of Revelation. There'll be no death. God's going to take death out of the earth. You can. Back to people going to be walking around holding and got guts in their hands. Cannot die. No death. You would live to face the judgment seat. You will want to die. You plead for death. The Bible says you will go up on the highest mountain and jump off. Guess what? You get up and walk away. See, God has the key to death. When God tells death spirit, leave everything alone. Come. There'll be no more death. There'll be no escape. You're going to stay alive forever to live in heaven or live in hell. The decision is up to you. You have a choice to make. Do you want to live holy or do you want to be lukewarm Christian? And what did he say about a lukewarm Christian? It'll you out. He said, I wish that you'd be hot or cold. If you look on, I don't know exactly what to do with you. So I wish that God you'd be one or the other, but you're in between. You think look on Christian going to heaven? No, this God said he's going to pew you out. You say, well, I, I am the righteousness of God. Don't come with that. You're the righteousness of God. Then live like you're the righteousness of God. Righteous people live holy. See, we want to stand on, he is all, yeah, he is all my righteousness when I live, right? Tell me that the wrong concept of thinking that, okay, I'm the righteousness of God, so I'm okay, I'm on his righteousness. No, the Bible said live something. Live holy. Be ye holy, for I am a sinner, right? Y'all don't know what it says. See, they, they correct me. He said be ye holy, for I am holy. Me. Read it again. John 4, 14, 26. The Holy Spirit said that I have a job to do. You want him to comfort you, but that's about all we want from the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the word of God was given to, to change you, to make a difference in your life. This word was not sent this for us just to read and know a lot. This word of God will cleanse me from my old way of living. 
This word, to me, this word possessed the spirit of God, the spirit of God, the Father, God, the Son, and not only that, I'm saying now, it possessed the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And the Bible said, and Jesus said, you are cleansed. The blood will wash your flesh from all unrighteousness. It's the word, the word. The word cleanses your, your spirit, cleanses your, and your spirit will, your flesh will never be cleansed, but your spirit will be in such a way that it will keep your flesh from sinning against God. Then David said, that word have I what? Hid in my what? That he might not. So that means that the world has to find a place to hide for sin cannot come in. That means if I don't hide this word in my heart, then sin is going to come in. Yeah, a pure heart. The word makes the heart pure. How you live and your desire to please God. And David said, until I decided to hide this word, I was a mess. I continue sinning. I continue doing better. But when I decide to hide it in my heart, so that sin could not come in. But before then, sin was coming in. Sin was taking over my flesh. And I was constantly going before God, pleading his mercy and his grace upon my life. But when I decide to hide his word in my heart, in my heart, not in my head, but I had to hide it in my heart. See, my heart is what controls my life, what is hidden in my heart. The Bible says that, well, forgive. Forgiveness comes from your heart when you forgive someone. It's a heart thing. It's not an emotional act. It's something that is hidden in your heart. So when you hide the word in your heart, guess who you are hiding? Do you know? Who is the Word? The Word is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when you hide the Word in your heart, you are hiding the blood of Jesus is it mixed in the Word of God. You are hiding God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. When you hide them in your heart, I understand why sin cannot come in. Yes. Because they are holy. Yes. And what the God said, now beloved, are you the sons of God, right? And it does not yet appear what you should be like, right? He said, but every person that have this hope that they will see God when he comes back, that person get busy what? Crucifying himself. Yes. Taking off the old you, putting on the new you. He said, every man that have this hope that you're going to see God, do you really believe that you're going to stand before God one day? Yes. He said, every person that have this hope will change the way you live. Because one day, you're going to stand before him and see him as he is. To face God. And we shall behold him.
save and unsaved. We shall behold him. Yes. Hallelujah. Shot down. Yes. Hallelujah. One day, it's going to be all over. One day. You're going to stand before a holy God to give an account for your life. 